the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Rob Black. Money investing in more. Black. Black. Rob Black. I'm black. I'm biggie, 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 black, like black. Disney's going to buy 21st Century Fox film and TV assets for $52.4 billion. It's a pretty big deal. Properties acquired include Fox's 39% stake in Sky, Star India, a collection of pay TV channels like FX and National Geographic as well as popular entertainment brands like X-Men, Avatar, and The Simpsons. Whoa. Are you telling me I can go to Disney and hang out with Homer Simpson? Whoa. Whoa. That's right. Disney CEO Bob Iger will remain at the company through the 2021. So he's adding some term on to his tenure. The deal announcement follows months of interest from multiple partners, including Comcast and Verizon. Disney agreed to acquire 21st Century's film studio and a large chunk of television properties, $52.4 billion. And in inst- in- instantly, they say, we're also going to buy back $10 billion of our own stock to offset the share dilution. So they didn't hose their current shareholders. They get X-Men, they get Avatar, they get The Simpsons. Whoa. Acquisition's a stellar collection. And you know what? I hope Netflix has their, their, their adult underwear on. Potentially a diaper. In large part because these guys are going to go head-to-head. Disney's going to launch a, a sports subscription model. Disney's going to launch a kids subscription model. And Disney's going to launch an adult Hulu. This is what's on TV business model. Not sure where all the films land. Do you want to buy one service, two services, or three? Um, they will go. They will certainly, certainly, certainly um, play that game. So Hollywood will never be the same ever, never, ever again. Disney buying 21st Century Fox has many in Hollywood curious how scaled down Fox would become. Fox was a pretty big player in Hollywood. Rupert Murdoch, for whatever you want to say about him, good or bad, was a media mogul, international media mogul. At this moment, by owning Pixar and Lucasfilm, Disney's currently on a run of winning the domestic box office for the last three weeks thanks to Pixar's Coco. It's only to get better for the studio with the release of Lucasfilm's Star Wars, The Last Jedi. It's possible that the winning streak could extend through the three weeks left in, in 2017. Like, as it happens, guess what else Disney has? 
Jumanji, The Greatest Showman, which is a Fox movie. Um, wow, a lot going on here. Disney earned $5 billion plus at the Worldwide Box Office for a third year in a row. And likely will surpass Warner Brothers for the top earning studio at the domestic box office for the year. There's so much going on with this. So there's some no-brainers from the Fox side of the fence. Um, James Cameron and Avatar movies will not be affected by the merger at all, seeing that the property already has a ride at the Disney World. It will be a nice fit. And then you get Deadpool, Alien, Predator franchises. Those are R-rated projects that Disney hasn't released those kind of movies in a long time. So is it fair to say that there's a lot going on in this press release, in this announcement? I think there is. And I'm actually pretty good with it. I hope you are, too. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Will, oh, wait, wait, wait. How long do you think this deal is going to take to close? The answer is a lot longer than you think. Say what? 12 to 18 months. And it's kind of interesting because this is the first time I've ever said this out loud. And I I find it interesting that I'm saying it out loud. You get kind of a scenario right now where Congress is going to decide on some levels the relationship between Donald Trump and Rupert Murdoch, the relationship between Donald Trump and Bob Iger. Remember, Bob Iger was on some economic councils of, of business development early on in Trump's presidency, which I think they all fell apart. So he came in like a wrecking ball and said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm pro-business and let's let's do business councils. and Let me hear you talk to me and I'll go out and, and, and craft executive decisions for you. So it's going to be interesting to see, because Iger quit a couple of those, and in hindsight, was that a bad idea? The ECB left its key interest rates unchanged and reiterated that it will reduce its asset purchases to 30 billion euros per month starting in January and continuing through September 2018, if necessary, or beyond. The bank also reiterated stand uh, that it's ready to accommodate if necessary. So ECB is doing not what the U.S. is doing. The U.S. is saying, we're raising interest rates. So the Federal Reserve is the United States uh, version of the ECB, uh, the Bank of England, the Swiss National Bank, the Norges Bank, all have had key meetings recently. And the Federal Reserve voted to raise its key policy rate, the market's focal point. In my opinion, a lot of participants thought the Fed might at least bump up its rate hike projections for 2018 in light of the improving economy. Um, Incidentally, you know, there's been some moves that are closer to the compromise on the tax bill that a final bill, which would feature a cut in corporate tax rate to 21 percent starting in 2018, could be presented as early as tomorrow, setting the stage for a historic vote and an eventual signing by the president before Christmas. All I want for Christmas is a tax cut. Oh, wait, there's provisions in here that aren't friendly. Ooh. But right now we've got monetary policy around the world that's pretty friendly. We got M&A transactions, which is pretty market friendly. Good earnings news, pretty market friendly. Share buyback activity, pretty market friendly. And upbeat economic data. So we feel pretty good. Humana announced a new $3 billion share repurchase. Humana Healthcare Company 
Retail sales report for November and the latest weekly initial claims report were better than expected. Um, yeah, like it's tough for me to say anything negative right now because the retail sales number was widespread um, as far as good news goes. Gas stations uh, up, non-store retailers up. There was a little bit of a pocket of weakness in autos, but not horrific on the year, not so good on the month. Uh, first-time unemployment claims, again, well below 300000 It's tough not to see the positives in this market. The only thing you can say is it's been up for so long. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Thanks so much for listening to the show, for supporting the show on so many levels. I wildly appreciate it. Let me know if there's anything I can ever do for you, because it's been a joy of my life to participate with you on some levels um, and share the market ideas and stories. And Hasn't the last 20 years been fun for investing and investors and getting towards retirement? Don't you wish we would have done a little bit more? Golden State Warriors are going to bet on some tech startups. Okay. Sadly, I have not been to a Warriors game. I've seen them on TV. They look fun. It's not my thing. I was at the athletic club that I go to, which is kind of like a kind of a... Help me here. Um, It's almost like a country club, which I just... I can't do 24-hour fitness. It's too gross. It's too disgusting. Um, I get that it's way cheaper, but... So I'm at my, my club once, and it's like going to be the greatest place to have a heart attack at because it's all doctors and lawyers and such like that. I, somehow I think my needs will be attended to if I have a heart attack there. But I saw four guys, four of the filthiest, richest people, divvy up their season tickets. I'm like, ah. Oh. And you hear guys talk to each other on how they're going to, Oh, yeah, I'm going to sell three tickets in the playoffs, and basically that'll pay for my whole season. Like, what? That's right. Um, Nick Young, Swaggy P, as he's known, is the latest member of the NBA champion, Golden State Warriors, to take a stake in a Silicon Valley startup. He's one of more than 20 investors in the $35 million Series B funding round led by New Enterprise Associates for Brandless, an e-commerce startup that offers household and food items for $3 or less. Golden State Warriors are investors. This, to me, makes me go, let's think about that for a second. You're an investor. I'm an investor. We're an investor. Like, right? Why not them? Steph Curry, two-time NBA League Most Valuable Player. Portland Trailblazers, CJ McCollum. Randy Zuckerberg, sister of Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. That's got to suck. When... Someone's talking about you, and they're basically, she's real, she's a sister of someone who's famous. Um, so Kevin Durant, he invested an undisclosed amount in August in cloud data management startup Rubric. Rubric. Added Mirror AI, maker of an app that turns selfies into customized emojis. So Durant is an investor. Durant also holds stakes in Postmates. 
an on-demand delivery service, an Acorns, an investment app, which was introduced to Mirror by angel investor Ron Conway. So the Warriors are all investors, huh? Is that not surprising to you? Steph Curry is co-founder of the social media startup Slice. Andre Iguodala has injected money into Apple, Twitter, Facebook, Tesla. In 2015, eBay acquired twice the online secondhand clothing marketplace, for which Iguodala was Min Styles' director. So the influence of technology is pretty clear at Warriors home games. Courtside seats are often occupied by Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff, Apple executive Eddie Gu, Zach Nelson, CEO of provider of NetSuite, uh, which was sold to Oracle for $9.3 billion last year. A lot going on, right? Hmm. Anyhow, um, did you think there was so much basketball investing money, or did you think that it's a bad idea when athletes go to invest? A lot going on, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. When I got into investing, there was a company called U.S. Steel. And I remember like trying to analyze the steel industry. We need steel when we build buildings. We need steel when we build roads. We need steel when we build things, right? Cars. When was the last time you heard someone like me, who's in financial media, talk about steel? Not very often, right? It ain't sexy. U.S. Department of Commerce expected to finalize a preliminary ruling against Chinese steelmakers redirecting steel to Vietnam to circumvent U.S. import laws and sell products without paying import taxes. So steel is kind of a political play at this point in time. And how much of it is dumped on the markets at state-driven business models. So if China says, we need to have bigger imports... As a company, you don't have to pay taxes if you make steel. You're like, wait, wait, that's not fair. U.S., they have to pay taxes. Like, so there turns into this issue, um, political issue. I can't find a reason to own steel. And as an investor, that, that, that flummoxes me. That makes me go, wait. 20 years ago, Rob could find a reason to own steel. Now he can't find a reason to own steel. That's a bit of a problem. That's telling me that there's something wrong in our stock market because I used to look at the hole and now I can't find the hole. I can't even feel it. It's not even there. I'm flummoxed by that. So I don't know if you're flummoxed by it, but I am. It's like 20 years ago, applied materials was super, super important. Because we were just coming up with the idea that, you know, uh, the internet, we were coming up with ideas like the cell phone, um, the smartphone per se. And Applied Materials makes ovens that that cook semiconductors. I always wanted an easy-bake oven. There was something wrong with me as a kid. For some reason, the idea of making cookies in my, in my bedroom, just I was fascinated by that. I never got one. So if anyone ever wants to give me an easy-bake oven... You know the gift to give me to like fulfill my childhood. Anyhow, um, Applied Materials is a top pick for 2018 because we're moving into the Internet of Things. We're moving into another cycle of ideas tied towards we need semiconductors for that. And they make the Easy Bake Oven of semiconductors. Semiconductors have to be baked. It's, it's an odd concept, but that's kind of the idea. 
and they have the technology that can really take us into the next level of 3D, of augmented reality, of virtual reality, the semiconductors are going to have to be really different than what we have today. Capital intensity trends continue to favor applied materials. Whether you're depositing materials on the semiconductor or etching them, um, players like Samsung and Micron and Apple, they all need to spend money on foundries to help support the idea of applied materials and, and cooking of semiconductors. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I don't want to undermine what I would refer to as the importance or the significance is probably the better word of the Walt Disney acquiring 21st Century Fox's assets. And you grew up watching 21st Century Fox. 20th Century Fox was dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun when you'd go to the movies. You grew up with that. And you grew up with Disney. Um, Digby, you know, um, the incredibly big dog kind of thing. And um, just a plethora of movies, Escape from Witch Mountain, which Disney movies used to stink. And now they got movies like Coco and... Toy Story 3, and they're, they're amazing films. Amazing films that you can watch as an adult or as a child and just be mesmerized by. So Fox Television has made some classic shows. So Disney, which owns ABC and ESPN, acquiring a lot of Fox Television's studios, it's, I'm not going to say it's scary. It's, it's almost like firemen, you know, cutting down trees and saying, we're going to make this, we're going to cut down this line of trees and this is going to be where we stand up against fire. The fire will get no further than this. Disney and Fox getting together is saying Netflix is going to get no further than this. Disney is getting ready to yank its shows off Netflix in 2019. It also gives Disney a bigger stake in Hulu um, and gives it part ownership of an international network to distribute movies like Beauty and the Beast. This is a big one. This is a fire line for media. Now, for Disney, wow. When, when 21st Century Fox owns Deadpool, which was an R-rated superhero film, that was kind of awesome in that it was an R-rated superhero film. Um, Logan was the most disappointing movie I've seen in years. When I watched it, I was like, that was disappointing. But Deadpool versus Captain America, I'm like, Captain America is boring, boring. Deadpool's like an adult show, right? So Ryan Reynolds, who plays Deadpool, um, and I'm not a comic nut or anything like that. I'm not a superhero nut, so trust me, I don't know the references. But Ryan Reynolds tweeted, time to uncork the explosive sexual tension between Deadpool and Mickey Mouse. That's funny. It, it makes you stop and say, that's actually pretty smart. Like, how does Deadpool live in a world of Mickey Mouse where you got to scrub things pretty clean in the world of the, 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 the mouse belt? Whereas Deadpool did anything but. Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, said on Twitter, so who do I talk to about a Cap 
Human Torch buddy comedy spinoff. I'm thinking Planes, Trains, and Automobiles meets Parent Trap. Whoa. So, so some of these actors are, are having fun with it. But also, like, again, many, many years ago, Disney acquired basically Star Wars when they bought Lucasfilms. They're going to milk that franchise way better <clears throat> than George Lucas was ever able to milk it. And that's saying something, because George Lucas did a pretty good job. So Disney getting 20th Century Fox's franchise, including Avatar and Planet of the Apes. Avatar is a particular value with four sequels to coming in the next four years, five years. So they've already planned them out. They're shooting them now. It's pretty crazy. Disney really takes control of Hulu for binge-watching. Comcast wanted it. Now, Comcast is part of Hulu with NBC. It'll be interesting to see if Comcast, who didn't get 21st Century Fox, what they have to say going forward about Hulu. Are they going to say, I'm going to take my basketball and go home? Or are they going to say, let's play nice together? lot going on. lot going on. U.S. retail sales surged. That's nice to see. Disney buying Fox film, TV, and businesses. That's nice to see. Janet Yellen saying Bitcoin's highly speculative. I I get emails about Bitcoin. And my opinion is it's not for me. I don't mind speculation. The only thing that I see that I can relate to with it, because I like to analyze things, the only thing I can analyze is that people don't want to own gold anymore. They're looking for an alternative to the dollar, and they're looking for an alternative to the economic system. And you used to go to gold, and now you're like, you go to Bitcoin. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning, shall we? A little financial planning with CFP Chad Burton. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. We're talking retirement issues. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. If you have retirement issues, financial planning issues, he's your man. Let's talk about retirement and cost associated with it. I know everyone thinks of, oh, I'm going to have to spend money on a vacation. Oh, I'm going to have to spend money on children. That's kind of like a living cost. And then there's the healthcare cost with Medicare. Let's talk about the tax cost in retirement. What can you tell us that we need to know? Well, everybody's different, so you can't use any kind of rule of thumb. Um, <laughs> there, we always come back to rule of thumb. Yeah, well, because they, they're most of the time worthless. Okay. Uh, People retire with different types of accounts, whether it's low basis stock, high basis stock, cash that's not taxed, certain amount of muni funds that are tax-free bonds, 401ks that are 100% taxable when you pull them out, Roths that are tax-free. You really have to run simulations. Once you figure out how much you're going to spend in retirement, then you got to model your portfolio withdrawals so you can model what your tax bill is going to be. you got to realize at age 70, you have to pull money out of your 401ks and Roth and, and IRAs, and uh, not Roths, but your, your pre-tax retirement accounts, and your tax bill can change again. So you have to model those out, and that is one of the biggest failures. So modeling, not modeling inflation and not modeling the correct tax bill in retirement is two of the biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to do things on their own. And then not realizing certain extra hidden tax traps, um, people that take a lot of gains when you're in their portfolio, sell a real estate property, whatever, it can cause their social security be either more taxable or taxed. And so social security, if, if one half of your social security plus all your other income, including tax-free bonds is that if that's over 42,000, 85% of your social security is taxable. A lot of people don't factor that in. 
if you make over a certain amount, you could pay two to three times as much for your Medicare Part B called a surtax that people might not be thinking about. Sir? Surtax. Sir, I'm going to give you a tax bill. <laughs> so it's only for sirs. Madams, they do not have to pay. <laughs> oh, good God. It's, I'm going to be honest with you, Chad. This sucks. I, you know, I, right now you're, you're basically ruining my life. You're talking about taxes and retirement. We have a plague of people being not prepared for retirement or retiring too early. It is literally, it's like, it's, it's the apocalypse of retirement planning. Every day I add up my money, like Scrooge McDuck. I count every single coin. Do you every bathe si- in it? Sometimes. I can smell that. I do pearls. <laughs> I add up everything that I own, right? I'm like one, two, three. I suggest and then I go, normal bathing, by the way. Long story short, the thing that I, I hate is, like, let's just hypothetically say I'm worth $8 million. I'm really not worth $8 million because taxes automatically are going to suck part of that out. Right. Whether it's when I die on an estate or whether I'm, I'm spending money, like taxes just, they're a, a silent killer in retirement. Yeah. You know, if you're worth $8 million and you die yeah, and you haven't done any correct estate planning, okay, anything over 5.2, well, about 5.35 million now with, with inflation is taxed at starting at, you know, 40% rates on up. So you're talking about, oh, you've died. You're successful. You've made a lot of money. Uh, Uncle Sam, give him a couple million bucks. Here's what I'm, I'm, I'm planning on for death and retirement is I'm going to let my bastard children fight for the money with Uncle Sam. Literally, Uncle Sam. I've got an uncle named Sam. <laughs> and then I'm going to bring the real Uncle Sam in, the government, the IRS, and they're all going to fight for it. Sweet. <laughs> you should buy items with all of your money that are really hard to sell and liquidate. Like what? I, I don't know. I don't know. How about uh, a yacht? Toys, like collectible toys or comic books. G.I. <laughs> Joe's. Just loads and loads of it, so your kids have to spend like months and months and months on eBay trying to get rid of the stuff. And then I should leave like just strange things to the children. <laughs> I, I bequeathed my like treasure hunts, my, my bastard <laughs> child, exactly a treasure hunt. Everything is, is left as a treasure hunt. My throne, and it will be like a toilet. <laughs> my throne and all the wealth inside of it. Um, anyway, that's CFP Chad Burton. Um, anything else that we need to know as far as taxes in retirement? Like, can you even plan for this? Yeah, you can. You can. You can plan for it for sure. You have to plan for it. If you're retiring without a detailed cash flow analysis, yeah. you are insane. It just it, it's crazy how many people. Because again, I, I've said this before, but the difference between if if you're retiring at 64 and running a simulation where you have, you know, you're running out of money at age 85, 90. If you worked two more years, you'd have enough money to last till age 100. Just just a couple more years. Because if you think about it, rather than drawing on your portfolio for two years you're not only feeding it but it's also compounding and so it's like you know it gets you so far ahead with compound numbers that you're you you really need to model your success rate you need to have conservative growth estimates in your portfolio higher than expected taxes um, and inflation to make sure you have enough i've heard that there's some ameriprise financial planners or financial people because they're not really planners that they'll actually give you a financial plan with a pistol and basically, like, just in case this doesn't work out the way I think it does. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Don't tie me to that, that well, no, comment said, in any way, shape, or form. No, you said <laughs> to make it last till 85. But just in case just I was wrong with case. some assumptions. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Little old Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl. He's one of those guys that I wish I liked it a little bit more. 
I just don't. At Fidelity. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Janet Yellen. Not saying very nice things about Bitcoin. During a press conference following the Fed's latest monetary policy decision yesterday, she was asked about, hey, stock market's at a high. Hey, what do you think about Bitcoin? She said, I would simply say that Bitcoin at this time plays a very small role in payment systems. Bitcoin is not a stable store of value. It doesn't constitute legal tender and is a highly speculative asset. She kind of kept it at that. She said that the risks to the financial stability from a change in the price of Bitcoin is limited. There's pretty big dollars chasing Bitcoin at this point in time. Yellen talked a little bit about the stock market, and she said the valuations of the stock market compared to historical levels are elevated, but economists aren't great at knowing the appropriate stock market valuation. And the fact that valuations are high doesn't mean that they're necessarily overvalued. Interesting stuff, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The Trump tax plan... We have a preliminary agreement in place now that it should be done before Christmas. The proposed tax bill limits the property tax deductions $10,000 a year. And if you live in the Bay Area, the property tax is pretty high. For instance, the amount you pay in Houston, Texas is 1.7% on your property. The number of household property tax bills above $10,000 is 10.2%. The home value where the property exceeds $10,000 is $583,000. So the high tax rates on property tax, the highest areas, Chicago, Boston. Boston's just 1%. But when the average home there is over a million dollars, your home value where your property tax bill will exceed $10,000 is $988,000. And right now they've got 12.4% of their population in homes will exceed $10,000. San Jose, California, 18% of all households, 18% of all households will lose that deduction. Home value pro- where home values <clears throat> in San Jose, you know, it just takes 1.561 $1.5 million because the property tax rate is 6 tenths of a percent. Property tax rate in San Francisco, 6 tenths of a percent number of homes in San Francisco that will, you know, have to pay more in taxes is 19.9% of all homes. Connecticut, super high. New York, super high. Newark, New Jersey, super high. Long Island, super high. Now, when you go back and you take a look at this, Long Island, uh, New York City, uh, Democrat, Democrat, New York, New Jersey, um, they've gone a little Republican. Connecticut, Democrat, San Francisco, California, Democrat. San Jose, California, Democrat, like Boston, Massachusetts, like it doesn't take a, a, a rocket scientist to say this is almost, almost a punishing, a calling out of groups. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, so the Trump tax bill, that's out there as far as stories go. It's a big one today. Because the markets are getting closer and closer to that. Um, 
and Wall Street's a discounting mechanism. It, it predicts things. What I think something seriously happened uh, this week when a Democrat won Alabama in the state Senate race. And that's what does that set us up for 2018 in the midterm elections? It's telling me, and yesterday, Donald Trump's popularity hit a record low. So it's getting uglier as far as popularity goes. Um, but as far as claiming something, as far as a win goes, the tax reform, I would say the Republicans didn't get it through this year. It's going to get pretty sticky next year during the election season. So, uh, and I'm not a political analyst in any way, shape, or form, nor do I pretend to be, nor do I want to be. Um, so that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's see. I don't want to talk Bitcoin. I just don't. Hmm. I don't want to talk Bill Ackman. Mortgage loan rates have changed a bit. That's worthy of noting. The Mortgage Bankers Association released its weekly report on mortgage applications. A decrease of about 2.3%. Mortgage loan rates last week uh, rose. So you're seeing a 30-year fixed rate around 4.2%. On a jumbo, about 4.16%. On a 15-year, 3.5%. Little Pete Gabriel taking us to break. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 